The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. But Anna Geary is with me now, the broadcaster, performance coach, and former All Ireland uh, winner with Cork as well. Anna, you're welcome to the show. I mean, did you? I mean, this has got a lot of attention the last few days. Do you welcome the attention to to as as what what Anna descri- Emma described as the reality um, of females in sport, the reality for fifty percent of the population? Yeah, thanks, Kieran. And I think it's it's I mean, fair play for having this conversation live on national radio because I think. The more often that we talk about this, because it is a natural physiological thing that happens almost 50% of the population for a vast portion of their lives. So it is about normalising this conversation. And I think the fact that Emma was probably getting some negative comments around it is probably a really exasperated situation and really got people talking about it. Because we often don't like to talk about these things because it's uncomfortable. And, you know, I mean, the reality is you don't have to be a high performance athlete like Emma to experience this. Any active woman will experience a form of discomfort or either PMS symptoms like cramping or fatigue during their period. And I think the reality is there's so little education around it, like albeit for the coaches, the parents, teachers that might be over teams, but also as well for the athletes themselves. A lot of the time, we don't even talk about it with our fellow teammates, not to mind for anybody else or in the wider media. So it's brilliant that it's actually being discussed. It's the only way to break the stigma. And, and uh, to what extent does that stigma still exist? Oh, it's massively there. Like I've played sports right throughout my life, but I think it's only now as an adult that I have become more open about discussing it myself. And I mean, I can even remember being in dressing rooms for years growing up as a teenager and even as a, a young adult. I mean, you were sneaking around dressing rooms quietly asking for a tampon. And, you know, if, if it did happen that your period came unexpectedly because... It just wasn't something that was spoken about. And it was really interesting because I was looking up before about the research all around this. There was this massive global survey done. Thousands of women were interviewed all across the world, active women, not necessarily high-performance athletes. And the results showed that over 70% of, of all of the contributors received no education regarding exercise in their menstrual cycle. And you heard Emma there even talking about fatigue. And it's really important for you to be aware of your levels of energy, because you know, when it comes to our menstrual cycle, like how we respond to training, how we recover, mm. how we metabolize food for energy, all of those things are affected by our period of menstrual cycle. And yet it's not openly spoken about at all. So you'd be wondering, how is it taking this long yeah. to be talking openly about it? Uh, listen, stay with us, Anna, because I, I want to come back on a couple of those points. But um, who's with us as well is Dr. Lisa Ryan, head of the Department of Sport, Exercise and Nutrition in the School of Science and Computing at Atlantic Technological University. Uh, Lisa, you two are, are welcome to the show. It's, I guess it's a kind of impossible to have a conversation about um, female, sport, without, female uh, sport and professional sport, elite sport, without kind of talking about participation and uh, the point at which that both of you will well know that participation drops off a cliff for young women is kind of in those teenage years. And how much of a role do you suspect the menstrual cycle plays in all of that? I, th- I think it certainly um, plays a role. Anna's made some really good points there already. I mean, we did um, some research in the university where we were just simply looking at how white shorts, for instance, affect the decision for females to continue playing or not after they get their period. And for a lot of, of girls, you know, if if they have their period and they're worried that they might leak into their shorts or it might be visible or it might be commented on, that can immediately be something that stops them coming to a training session and maybe then giving up that sport. 
And given that we know that we lose a lot of girls to sport, um, having any barrier in their way, we should be trying to remove it, particularly barriers like this, as Anna has mentioned, that should just be spoken about. We should be breaking down any of the taboos about these kind of subjects and just be creating environments where girls and women feel very comfortable talking about the menstrual cycle, talking about their symptoms, and that it's not something that's pointed out as something to be embarrassed about. It's a natural part of life and we should be able to communicate it. And coaches and those involved in sporting setups should ensure that the environments they're creating welcome this kind of discussion rather than, you know, we've had situations where some coaches have said, oh, I'll, I'll leave you to discuss that and I'll exit the room. I mean, it should be something that should, whether it's a male coach, a female coach, it shouldn't matter. Mm. Um, Girls and women should be able to discuss this openly. And at what age should that discussion start? I think it should be starting from the where go in primary schools, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're speaking about what happens to bodies um, as people, you know, go through puberty, etc. So, you know, and girls, girls have started menstruating earlier as well. You know, you'll have some girls who are nine or 10 who begin their menstrual cycle. So there's no perfect time to be introducing this it should just be a way of life you know it's something that you know most girls will go through at some stage and so you know people should Mm. be prepared for that Mm -hmm. and do you you see I mean Mm. I I appreciate the point you both make that stigma still exists but do you see like some chipping away of it in recent years I know I was speaking to an an inter-county GA manager recently and he was making the point that they've kind of this app where all this information is shared with the management so they're very much involved and know exactly what is going on in this regard we've seen other teams um you know move away from the white shorts for the the very reason you say so i'm not kind of suggesting we're kind of suddenly in the promised land but are we closer to it than we were I think the discussion is is starting and I think that that's really positive. But we completed an analysis with international rugby player, female rugby players throughout the UK and Ireland last year. And one of the comments that came back from some of those international players that had male coaches was that that they would kind of laugh if if you know periods were being discussed and would make that comment that they had to exit so i definitely think do think it's improving it's great mm-hmm. to see people looking at the outfits that people are wearing and con- making those considerations but i do also think that it's not you know it's not just women that should be discussing this and you know we've many mm. different you know people involved in sport and people should just all be yeah. comfortable that this is just a part of life yeah, and it, like it's it's not born of badness. It's kind of born of just pure awkwardness. I can imagine that coach. I can imagine me. God dare I say it? Kind of cracking a joke and getting out of the room. It's kind of just it's just born of just pure awkwardness. Yeah, and I think it, it's it's just because that's the way it's been for for decades gone by. It's just it's an unspoken thing that happens, and you know you you deal with it however you want. And even if you were to ever ring a manager, say, I, I won't make training. God forbid you might say. I've got cramps. They go, oh, no, no, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. The, home, the phone will be hung <laughs> yeah. up very quickly. But Kieran, on a more serious note, I suppose, as well, and I really agree with everything that Lisa is saying, but sometimes I think we, we lose sight of, we're, we're talking often about elite athletes and it's the coaches and the strength conditioning mm. coaches, the managers of elite teams. But if we're trying to encourage women, teenage girls and everyone to get active, it should be conversations that filter down through every team, whether you're you're playing for enjoyment and social purposes or you are training with an inter-county team or an international team. So it's all of those, um, I suppose, people that are in, are in charge of teams need to also be uh, aware and educated. Like I remember I had a conversation with a friend of mine, a male strength and conditioning coach who was going in to train a senior women's club team. And I said it to him, I was like, just normalise it, but you do have to bring this up because... 
when you're on your period and depending on what phase of the cycle, you do have to adapt your training because you're more susceptible to injuries in certain parts of your cycle. And I said, so you have to say that, normalize it, don't make a big thing about Mm. it. But then say for whatever reason, if you need to step out of these plyometric movements or whatever it is, you know, you just trust that they're they're not, uh, you know, they're not trying to shirk off that they're actually doing for legitimate and reasons. It, but and I, I I'm acutely conscious of 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 my gender as I as I make this point, right? So I'm going to try and make it as mm-hmm. delicately as I can because I know some mm-hmm. women though when they hear that they kind of they 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 balk a little at the idea that they get portrayed as being kind of fragile little birds for a few days every month. Well, well, I think it's... Do you, do you, sorry, do you know what I mean? Opposite. Like, without being insulting. Yeah, I do, I do. But I think it's almost the opposite, to be honest, because if you have to go out and try and perform to your, you know, your optimum levels and as, as best you can, all the while you're trying to deal with fatigue, cramping, other sort of PMS symptoms. I mean, if anything, it makes you stronger and more robust and it should be uh, something that we actually celebrate rather than see it as something that's a weakness because, you know, there's so many women every single time, Emma included, that are out there doing it regardless of whether or not they're on their period or not. And I think it's almost, again, it's going back to changing the narrative about how we view menstruation and periods. And it's, it's a thing that you have to endure, unfortunately. But I think the alternative of actually women losing their periods or maybe missing their menstrual cycles is often something that is missed, which is far more serious um, because people are so afraid to talk about menstruation with their coaches. Mm. Um, and going back to that survey, even, there was so many women, I think it was over 8 out of 10 women that were interviewed or surveyed in Ireland, said they would not talk with their coaches about their menstrual cycle, which is bizarre if you think about the importance of, of dealing with, with that from a performance point of view. Uh Lisa, you said right at the outset when I asked you about the impact of, of, of all of this, of periods, the menstrual cycle on, on participation and the drop off on it, you said it was one of the factors. I mean, what are the other big factors that, that cause that cliff edge? Well, I, I suppose some other factors for females in sport is really female representation in sport. You know, I mean, Anna is a great example of a fantastic female athlete who has encouraged other females to come through. But, you know, one of the things we're looking at is trying to bring more females in, uh, you know, into coaching roles across all different mm-hmm. sports, you know, have more women involved, have more female role models Um uh, you know, there are new, like different social media channels, et cetera, that are celebrating women now. And we're now really beginning to see a lot more women spoken about, you know, our women's soccer team are doing great. You know, we've got fantastic examples in athletics now. And these are all opportunities for young girls to now be seeing women on the TV in newspapers and having these fantastic role models that they can then think, you know, that could be me. I could grow up to be that individual. In fact, all of the higher education institutes in Ireland at the moment are coming together um, being brought together by um, Dr Aoife Lane from TUS, Dr Denise Martin from TU Dublin and myself in Atlantic Technological University to bring together individuals to look at women in sport and how we can support through education, through nutrition, through science, um, you know, sport technologies, mm. etc. to look at how we can both help women that are in sport, but also those young girls who are thinking about getting into the sport, you know, just to support them in every way that we can and encourage them. But not just about elite sport, as Anna mentioned, just keeping people physically active, because that's the other side effect if we lose girls to sport, is that they may just become more sedentary and they may not be doing Mm -hmm. any exercise at all. So it's important to, to keep them involved in sport so that they'll keep those physical activities, you know, throughout their life, which will keep them healthier. 
Well, listen, thanks a million to both of you uh, for taking the time to chat. Really interesting uh, uh, stuff. And like I said, right at the outset, uh, Emma Pallant-Brown, her interview with Sean is up on the News Talk app if you want to listen uh, back uh, to it. She's one of the world's top uh, triathletes. So she's interesting to listen to at the best of times. Anyway, Dr. Lisa Wright, Head of the Department of Sport, Exercise and Nutrition in the School of Science and Computing at Atlantic Technological University and Anna Geary, Broadcaster, Performance Coach, former All-Ireland winning captain with Cork as well. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.